The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And good Friday morning and welcome to another end of the week edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX FM 93.1, with yours truly, Neville James. We got um, the Port Authority Executive Director. Actually, he's, uh, he's not ready to go, so we're going to um, talk to the Weather Service real quickly. Let them give us a, a, a weekend preview and then come back and talk with Mr. Carlton Dow, Executive Director for uh, the Virgin Islands Port Authority. Uh, who am I speaking with um, down in San Juan this morning? Yes, with Lorianne Rivera. Hey, Lorianne, how are you? Pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing well. Tell me about this cold front that we're dealing with here. So overnight we had a front crossing our island, and then right now the front is located like south of St. Croix, and it's producing some showers across the islands, especially uh, southeastern Puerto Rico, Vieques, and some parts of uh, uh, St. Croix this morning. Uh, then in, in the afternoon hours, a drier mass is expected to come into this area, into our area, uh, improving the, the weather conditions through the rest of the weekend. Because right now it's in the low 70s. Exactly. So the temperatures are in the low 70s, and we're expecting those temperatures to reach today the mid to upper 80s. Okay, good. It's going to remain that way throughout the weekend? Yes. Any any precipitation anticipated during the weekend? Uh, some passing showers mainly in the overnight hours, early morning hours, and then uh, free weather conditions are expected. What about for our, uh, our boaters and our beach course? So, in effect, we have uh, several advisories and rip currents advisories out. So, we start with a high rip current risking effect through Saturday, through Sunday afternoon, sorry, across the islands, especially uh, the northern coast of Puerto Rico, St. Thomas, St. John, including St. Croix the, for uh, until the weekend. And then we also have a small craft advisory in effect through Sunday afternoon as well. So, please uh, exercise caution when while navigating. Uh, we uh, we uh, tell to the beach course to uh, be out of the water. Thank you very much, Gloria. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have yeah. a good day. Okay, have a good weekend. You take you care. Too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye bye. That's um, Gloria Rivera from the National Weather Service in San Juan. Yeah, man. Get in the car this morning. I see 73 degrees. I said, What? Like a nice and cool. They're freezing in, they're freezing in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me say uh, good morning to Executive Director uh, Carlton Doe uh, of the Virgin Islands Port Authority. Good morning, sir. How are you? audience how you been man what's up uh everything quiet it's been busy and on our end it's been very very busy at the port authority i, I said i got a lot of projects going on yeah we have quite a quite a bit of um you know projects wrong and wrong all over the, the territory so well, let me just yield and let you you know get the projects out the way and then we could talk about operations um Cyrilli king airport what's going on over there well, what I really would like to spend quite a bit of time is discussing this um, P3 project that we're working yeah, uh, yeah. on, which uh, P3 just means a public-private partnership. And so um, one of the things i like to get early out of the way is that in any arrangement, public-private partnership, at least at the Port Authority, the Port Authority and by virtue the government of the Virgin Islands 
uh, is the owner of all property. Um, the, and any public-private partnership that we're embarking on, uh, the private sector will not uh, own none of these properties or facilities. Let me make that abundantly clear. And uh, the Port Authority have engaged in several such situations before. But why this is important? It's important for us because uh, we must modernize our airports, both in uh, St. Croix and St. Thomas. The rest of the world and the Caribbean is waiting for us. And so we can't continue to have our facilities uh, not up to standard, not up to date. Uh, the King Airport in particular was designed originally with the future growth to accommodate about 300,000 people uh, at the airport on any given day. To, I mean, given year, sorry. Today we are seeing over 800,000 people navigating through the same footprint that was designed to accommodate 300,000 people. That in of itself raises several several issues and challenges. Moreover, as our population uh, becomes, uh, you know, seniors, some of us are seniors now, the fact is uh, the, the, the need for using uh, jet bridges is, is really uh, has been <laughs> so crystal clear. I remember a few years ago, if American Airlines landed, whether it's in Damas or St. Croix, the, the demand for wheelchair assistance or the lift would be about maybe two people, if you're lucky, in a week, three people sometimes. Today, one, and we have so many uh, um, airlines as they land, one aircraft could demand about four to five lifts. And if that, um, if you have four or five lifts, we only have two lifts that we operate. As a matter of fact, American went out and purchased um, their own lift simply because we don't we would not have the capacity somebody would have to sit on a flight until and god forbid one of them live is not functional for a reason they're mechanical um instruments and if it don't function we might have to take the the, the food truck and, and try to hide somebody up in this day and age that's unsatisfactory to us and to the traveling public somebody go away and they, they um somebody coming back from iraq they have an injury or what have you they have to be um, de dealt with in that, in that, to me, a lot of times, inhumane way. So we could go on and on, um, the escalator, the jet bridges. So people say, well, um, so what does that have to do with the modernization? The fact is, the upgrades that we're talking about are modernizing both airports. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. And so there's a lot of infrastructure money out there. The private sector have access to all kind of capital that we don't have access to. And so we could enter into a relationship where all the financing for such a project will be borne by them. Clearly, anybody doing this wants to make a profit. A profit is not a bad word, but we still maintain ownership. We still get payment. We still get various uh, fees and the like. So primarily, we want to upgrade our facility bring them into some modern uh, uh, standard. So, and so, the other so, thing... So, ex so, ex so explain, explain the partnership then. They, okay. They, they, they are partners how and we are partners how. We, 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 we maintain ownership. That's our partnership? Correct. Well, that not, that's not the sole partnership. Remember, we have not negotiated nuts and bolts yet. Oh, okay. But okay. operational, no, we have not. We're still in the uh, procurement process of the whole thing. But what we're talking, we maintain ownership we will be, let's say, leasing the property on a long-term basis. We expect to get a rate of return. We still have a board in place. 
certain things that they might want to do or implement has to get board approval still. Like in several, um, LaGuardia just gets to doing a major um, public-private partnership on building a new wing. So is JFK, so is a small couple of small airports. A lot of the nation airports now are using this as a serious uh, funding funding mechanism. So we are still in the procurement process. We had a, we had a forum recently where about uh, 60 major from, from, you know, international as well. And why we send this out to the entire world, uh, this, this uh, request for qualification, see who might be qualified, is simply because, um, let, let's take St. Croix. We've got to look at the attributes and what St. Croix have outside of, um, we, we know we get about 800,000 passengers here annually. St. Croix probably see about 250 or something to that, to that effect. But the fact is, uh, St. Croix have what, St. Thomas don't have, which is a 10,000 feet runway that any jet, any size can land there. We also have 400 acres across the street. And so we're thinking not just uh, we're talking air travelers one way, but at the same time, we're talking about whether or not um, we could really go into a serious, um, you know, air cargo operation over in St. Croix, not eliminating or not uh, excluding the emphasis on airline travel, basically. But I'm just saying, at, as an added at, uh, attraction to St. Croix, is that 10,000 feet um, runway. So we have folks, uh, you know, uh, internationally who have that kind of interest. And so we're talking even the European market and these things as we grow. I, I want to make another thing clear, though. Sometimes people say, well, look in the Antigua, St. Martin, look what they're doing, they're building new airport, they get jet bridge, they get all these things. Well, here's the fundamental difference. In the Virgin Islands, the Port Authority or the government of the Virgin Islands cannot have what is known as a head tax. That's illegal. Now, what we have is a passenger facility charge that's attached to each ticket. But that charge is $4.50, been in existence for close to 30 years now. But that charge at all airports is controlled by the U.S. Congress. So in other words, the local government, the airport, its board, nobody could um, effect, uh, have an impact on what that fee is. That fee is established by the U.S. Congress. But, by, but, by, um, but when you look at some of these Caribbean islands, for example, let's go to St. Martin, which I've traveled there several years ago. When you leave in, they have jet bridge, escalators, a lot of amenities in the airport, you know, restaurants, stores, etc. But when you leave in uh, St. Martin, you go to a boot and pay 30, at that time it was $35, I understand it's more today. But you pay $35 to, to depart St. Martin. That, and they see over a million passengers, uh, a million employments every year, more than a million. But let's take the number of a million. So you're talking about in one year, because of their departure tax, they could, their airport could make $35 million. Now, with that $35 million, they could go to any lending institution, capitalize that, leverage it, and uh, get the kind of money they would need, which they have done to finance a serious upgrade, modernization, etc. But by virtue, and now, don't get me wrong, we get some grants here and there, but our grants is no way to the scale or the magnitude of hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And so... There goes the difference. Whether or not the Port Authority, or by extension, the government of the Virgin Islands, could find, let's say, a half a million, a half a um, billion dollars 
to really modernize these airports. So we believe that using private sector funding is a valuable way and uh, it's nothing new to the port. For example, we have relations as we speak today with tropical shipping uh, and Crowley. What we did with tropical shipping in both areas, uh, both districts, basically, we said to tropical, um, you know, we just got a grant, first of all, for $21.9 million. How did we get a grant? Uh, to the U.S. Department of Transportation, we teamed up with Tropical Shipping. Our engineers, our employees provided all kind of information, worked closely with Miss um, Jennifer Nugentil and her people at Tropical Corporate. They brought some professionals who is, is deeply into grant writing and heavily, and, and also have some con connection politically, nationally, and otherwise. So we combined our efforts. We did a, a joint grant application. That grant application bears the name of the Virgin Port Authority, not either of those companies, just like it would happen on the aviation side. When we do this, we still would get a FAA grants. The applicant would be that of the Virgin Port Authority. Now, so in the tropical Crowley situation, um, the Port Authority had to come up with close to $6 million to meet, to meet our match for that grant which is tough. We didn't have no cruise ship here for close to two years. That in of itself poses, as they say, most money we get is from the cruise ship traffic, to be honest with you. So when that didn't happen for close to two years, we were in dire straits. So we would not have, and it didn't make sense for us to try to find five, almost $6 million to meet our match. So we go and we met with our business partners and say, hey, we could work out a deal with you. So between Tropical and Crowley, they agreed to put up close to $6 million to meet the Port Authority's match. All we did, we didn't stop collecting rent from them. We didn't stop collecting um, the, the cargo fees, et cetera. All we did is say, hey, you have, you have nine more years left on your contract. Now, for that um, piece that you bring in, now we could give you a longer term, which you have to collect your $6 million that you're putting up. But at the same time, we still, the Port Authority, still get the fees. We So we enter into a longer-term arrangement with them. We still get our fees. We still get our collection. The bulkhead have to be repaired in both um, districts. Mm -hmm. It don't mean that Tropical or Crowley own any of these property. They operate the property. They, they, they have a long-term lease, and they cannot do as they wish with the property without getting authorization from the Port Authority. So what I'm saying to you, some of those things still would carry over, just like our public-private partnership with the airport. So, so, they have so a long saying, time to operate. So, so you're Sorry. saying now, excuse me, I don't mean to cut you off, so you're saying now, no problem. as as we speak, the Virgin Islands Port Authority is in, is in, has entered into a number of long-term agreements that's not just limited to lease agreements, but... Uh, development and redevelopment uh, of your infrastructure. Yeah, that's correct. We would not, I mean, when you look at the, the amount of, you know, uh, money it take to, after 50 years, some of these facilities didn't really get, you know, a lot of attention for whatever the reasons. They ain't blaming one, it's factual. The bulkhead in some instances falling off in the sea. You go down to the container port, um, that roadway where the cranes operate has deteriorated over time. We're talking about a serious infusion of capital. So we're working under those public-private partnership. We're not giving it away. They, they don't own the properties. But we, you, our food, whatever we consume, uh, uh, whatever we're wearing, comes into these ports anyhow. Uh, so uh, it's a necessary thing that we that we would would be doing. But we able is to it, leverage it, our it, relationship and bring some of their professionalism. Let's not let's be frank. 
these people, they are um, like, you know, and I go, going on the tropical Crowley side, this is what they do all over the world. Mm-hmm. So we must also respect to um, and know what we don't know and get the proper expertise sometimes in helping us to get where we want to go. Now, now, now you, you, you mentioned, and you say you want to make it abundantly clear, um, like I was saying, St. Thomas, clear, right, that uh, you own the property. So let me ask this question. Um, how many how many of your properties are are eligible for our recovery recovery funding? Okay, I, I glad you asked the question because let's go to the, let's stick to the airport for a second. Yeah. Um, at, at the airport, we got um, over thirty two million dollars from the FA and U.S. Department of Transportation FA, mm-hmm. and we were glad in as much as. Yeah, that, 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 did that have anything to do with 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 the, with the big appropriation from the from Congress, or this is separate and aside? No, that was under the the big transportation um, bill during COVID. During COVID, oh, okay, during COVID, right. okay, yeah. Okay. And, and all the transportation sector, remember the airline? Yeah, 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 yeah. You mentioned so this one thing when pool. you, yeah. right? Another pool of money, but here is the thing though, and sometimes we kind of downplay and underestimate what we do. Yeah, as a no, but, but what but what I was asking, what I was asking is is, is back in twenty eighteen, I don't think you you were you I don't think you were there at that particular point. After the storms had hit us in September of seven, 2017, the, the then governor map and delegate to Congress, Plaskett, saw fit to get the territory, whatever, the, the, a big $8 billion figure. The question that I'm asking you is because the government owns these properties, notwithstanding the fact they're not central agencies, um, they're, they're under the, the stewardship of an authority, were they eligible for any of that $8 billion because there was infrastructure that may have been impacted, that were impacted because of the storms? No, we, we, no, we came under, we got special provision. Spe- it had none. We didn't get no money from that um, huge $8 billion or whatever. Okay, no, good. Oh, no, no, good, 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 good. We're going to take a break. I, I hear, I hear the, the music in the background. When we come back, we, we'll talk about the, the $32 million you said that the, F, that the FAA made available for the Virgin Islands Port Authority. We got Executive Director Carlton Dow uh, joining us here on Analyze This. We'll take a break and be back right after this. opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. Bankofstcroix.com. Ability Radio is a program brought to you by the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands to promote a more inclusive Virgin Islands. Ability Radio brings you information on health care, art, culture, education, and current affairs where we engage in lively discussions with guests locally and abroad. Join us every Saturday morning at 1130 a.m. on WTJX-FM. 
These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here and analyze this, and we're having a conversation uh, with the Virgin Islands Port Authority Executive Director, Mr. Carlton Dow. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hi, good morning. Pretty good. Good. No, so you were saying about the $32 million that was made available um, as was, uh, through the COVID window? Correct. Okay, so um, during the the COVID-19, um, a uh, couple, couple of years when, when I started, we got uh, $32 million for both airports. And I said, sometimes we don't play these things or, or, or don't take stock and what. 32 each we, or, 30, we, or 32 to be divided? Yeah, um, it, it, there was a formula how it had to be divided, your employments and so forth. So clearly, in talk, from a district standpoint, most of the thought, not most, but I don't remember the exact number now of my head, but um, uh, over no no, say, no no no. What I'm asking was the total thirty two. Was it thirty two million dollars for each airport? No no no. The total was thirty two. Total thirty two. Okay good. good. Okay good. Now we're the good. total was thirty two. Yeah. But it had to do with your employments and so forth. But here was a big part of the formula. We got more money than Puerto Rico and not. We got more money after the formula was uh, put into place by the federal government than a lot of other jurisdictions, bigger than us. And one of the um, the driving factors in terms of the formula is at the time the airport, our airports had no debt. Up to today, we have no debt on our airport. So because we had no debt um, for them to factor in, in terms of what they were giving us, we got more money than a lot of other jurisdictions. So that's what really helped us through most of those challenging times. But, um, but by contrary, we got no assistance on the marine side from the federal government. We applied, we wrote, we do it, we did everything. So, but what we did get is some assistance now from the ARPA funds that the central government had and the governor making a few million dollars available to us. Because bear in mind that for close to two years, no cruise ship entered. And moreover, now the, the effect on, on the port authority in terms of the cargo operation, about 25% of cargo that comes in, in particular to St. Thomas, goes on to other Caribbean islands. And uh, 30% of the cargo that uh, comes in goes on the cruise ships. So when no cruise ship was coming, it was like a double whammy. No cruise ship coming, so there was no cargo to transship to your St. Martins, your St. Kitts, to catch up with a cruise ship that leaving here to go to those jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. So 
it was it's been tough and it's still tough on the marine side we're just trying to dig our way through there but during the same time neville and that's one of the areas i want to mention during the same time and it, again it's no hit on anyone else everybody had to make business decisions but right up the street at waiko they laid off over 20 odd employees they went to a four-day work week they did what they had to to survive the port authority we and our governing body we said we felt strongly that you know what things are tough however we're gonna have to figure a way that we could keep all our employees we have over 350 employees territorial wide mm -hmm. not one of them had a pickup not one of them went home not one of them will followed and the reason i'm bringing that to the attention of you and the public is because um as we talk about this public private partnership none of, of this discussion is being driven by any uh, reduction of employee or anything of the sort. No, it no, has no, stop nothing right, stop, stop right absolutely stop, stop, to do with that. Stop because right. hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. You, know, you know, you and I, we had fun Sorry. We had fun over the years debating on the legislature floor, right? And we're going to have a little fun right now. <laughs> yeah. Can't compare Waiko and the Port Authority. Waiko, 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 Waiko is all marine? Oh, gosh, man. Oh gosh. No, no, I want, let's go to the marine section. No, hold, That's hold, hold on a second, hold on a second. Go some, ahead. Some, I'm sorry, go what, ahead. What, what, No, we're going to have fun with this one because, you know, I like a good debate from time to time, right? Um, when you you run a business <clears throat> and your business is sole source, in other words, Waco is all about cruise ships. Port Authority, I got your lift, I got your ports. And keep in mind that... Um, we benefited because um, we weren't we weren't shut down like a lot of neighboring islands, and we became a very attractive location. Matter of fact, the pandemic hit us in March, and by May and June, you had uh, periodicals, you had magazines bragging about if you want to get away from where you're at, the place to go is to the Virgin Islands, and that was happening through airlift. So I don't know if we could really compare what Waco had to deal with. Um, with that of the Port Authority because you had some flexibility with uh, revenue generation through through airlift. Okay, so here's the, here's the answer to that. And it's not a Waco Port thing. I just no, 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 I, I, no, I didn't say that. But, 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 yeah, no, go ahead, was, go ahead, yeah, respond. It was just, but even other businesses, if, yeah. if you want to leave Waco, but here this, and let me be frank with something though, mm -hmm. That, that, uh, no, because, because you mentioned they had to let 24 people go. But, correct, but, 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 they, but their, their situation was unique because they're limited to marine operations. Hear what I'm saying to you. Um, remember, the BVI was shut down yes. during the same time, yeah. right? Yeah. So our marine our marine segment and cruise ship segment for a period of time was dead as well. Correct. And while aviation, you know, we were getting a lot of flights and so forth, while aviation was being... Uh, you know, uh, booming in one way. Just bear in mind that the federal regulations do not allow the Port Authority to use a dime from aviation to do anything on the marine side. Okay. okay. Now, let me make something else clear now. Mm -hmm. When things are flourishing on the marine side, because the marine side is not controlled by any federal regulation per se. Correct. We are our, our, what we have done for umpteen years. The truth is, is the marine side, the cruise ship operation, is what's been paying the bills for the airport. Yeah, no, no, no. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. Yes, but so I'm saying the significant difference is that we were 
we, we were, you know, bleeding and still on the Marine side. But my point was, even during that time, we kind of do what we had to do. We kept everybody working. So my only point I was trying to make from this, Neville, is that we are not using this public-private partnership discussion to downsize, download, offload any employees. Mm -hmm. That's the point I was really okay, making. Okay, good, good. Because good. I said in COVID, if the intent of the port was to do anything of the sort, in COVID, our marine segment was dead. So yes, we had yes, sir. I, I, I agree with that. But I'm also, I'm also stunned at the FAA's ability to tell the Virgin Islands um, the, the the revenues that you generated via um, through aviation from aviation got to stay one hundred percent with aviation. What's that all about? Yeah, because that goes deep, Neville. Because the, that plays into even the airlines. When the air, the airlines tariff, when the airliners are, are paying us for their landing fees and so forth, mm -hmm. all of that is factored in. So the airlines in of themselves, they have like they have these um, margins built in, yeah. um, and by contract that we have with them, and nationally, they can only, for example, we can now go outside and say, hey, we're gonna raise the airline landing fees by 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 three hundred times that amount because mm -hmm. we want to pay a bill. It don't work. No, that no, way no. I, I I I don't I don't think it would be fair to the airlines. Uh, to do that and all that stuff, but if we if we enter into an agreement, a reasonable fair agreement with the airlines for landing fees and all that stuff, and we provide the service, remember now, right? Um, when 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 the when planes land into to Sierra Leone King and uh, and Ali, um, Henry Rosen Airport, right? Um, they they own the plane and all that stuff, but we still got to make sure that while they are on the ground, they are safe and everything is okay. We have a responsibility. Yeah, that, that's correct. Uh, and and, and once, we, once we meet that and make sure that everything that, they, that, that is required of us uh, in, in terms of what we provide for them is met, then that should be the confines under which uh, our relationship with them is. How, how far are they going to go uh, telling me what we could do? What really going on there? The, the answer to that, Neville, would be the same covenants we have with the grants because the same FA provides us. We correct. just got okay. a grant okay. the amount. Okay, no, 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 no. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. If you're going to help us out via grants and all that stuff, then we got to give you some leverage. Me and a problem with that. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just asking. Like, remember, we got audience listening and they probably aren't. Right. So, you know, so the answer yeah. to that is that they still provide millions of dollars to the port of Thai for, yes, um, for correct, operational correct. purposes. Yeah. No, 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 no. That, that, that's but fair. Me, fair. Just, but, but, but by the way, let, let, let me get the name of the private sector entity again that we're entering into this. No, we don't with. have one. No, you you meant you meant you, you, you know you mentioned that you you oh oh you know, so so what's the name of the the name of the not necessarily the entity but the program that you are putting out? Can you mention it when it's you a first start? Private partnership. Yeah. Um, a P three P three. But a P three a P three. Okay, okay, so yeah, okay. P three. Explain to yeah. the public that where we are now. We had a press conference early in uh, like in December where everybody was governor. Everybody was there. Prior to doing any of this stuff, we met with all the airlines. Our first meeting was with them, all the employees at, at, uh, that work for the Port Authority at the airport, telling them that this is something we were um, looking to embark on so that our employees would have been the first to hear that this is a discussion we're having. We met with the FAA because the FAA still would have to authorize some portion of this. The, all the airlines, um, the, 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 uh, the people that 
have concessions at the airport now. So we met with everybody prior to. We met with the governor who was one of the first uh, uh, person we met with. And then we held a meeting with um, all senators who attended, which was about 13 of them, came to our conference room. And we explained to them because they have a, a, a constituency that they need to know exactly what's going on. We also had a delegate to Congress in on that, that meeting as well. So we have been doing a, the necessary groundwork to make sure that everybody is, 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 is um, you know, they are informed as we can reasonably do. So the 28th, we had our first public press conference uh, the, indicating this, our board of directors would have had to authorize this. And after that, we had a forum February 1st and 2nd. There was this big forum we just had when people came from all over the territory. We charter planes to take people, all the same stakeholders that came, we took them to St. Croix so that they could get a feel. Some of those folks were the first time in the territory. We invited EDA Tourism, all of those individuals, Tourism Association, as the St. Croix Chamber, St. Thomas Chamber, all of them but, was a but, part but, but, um, of the exec, forum ex, exec, that we just Executive had. Director, don't, don't be afraid to say that one of the reasons why you bring them to St. Croix is, is because while we have uh, excellent food throughout the territory, you know, and St. Croix is a special flavor that exists over here. Don't be afraid to say it, you know, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. And then what we were able to do <laughs> yeah. as well, you yeah. fine food in St. Croix, so we brought them St. Croix so that they could <laughs> enjoy the food. Just a little bit. But by the way, by the, by the way, by the way, right? I just I just pulled up because I'm learning as we go, right? P three, I, I I'm reading here P three A. That's what it says. P three A or just P three? Because it's a uh, the the P three A promotes an ongoing collaboration between public and private sectors to offer a higher quality standard of life. The partnership between these two sectors is key to promoting sustainable economic impact and establishing uh, Puerto Rico, in this case Puerto Rico, as a global competitor in the infrastructure development. Depending on the private sector's innovation, some P3 models include one or more stages, including design, construction, operation, financing, and maintenance. Is this is what we're entering to what, what we're entering in similar to what they're doing in Puerto Rico as well? Well, um, yes, but let me make this caveat clear. Yeah. Um, Neville. Yeah. There are different, there, there is what you negotiate at the end of the day. Okay. There are different segments to a public private partnership, this P3. Hey, the fundamental difference I want to make abundantly clear with Puerto Rico and what we're exploring. Yeah. Puerto Rico got entered into a P3 because they were looking at some of the most valuable assets and how they could um, leverage that to get money for their government to operate. Yeah. No, but, no, but, so, so hold on there, hold on there. So let me let me ask this question. Let, let, let me break down the five tenets that are mentioned here. Design, are we getting it a design? Uh, is, is design a component of, of the P3 that we're looking at? Correct. Construction? Correct. Operation? Correct. Financing? Yes. Maintenance? Yes. Is there anything else uh, in addition to those five? Yeah, but wait, well, stop for me a minute. Never. <laughs> yes, that's the five general okay, good. topics. Yeah. However, now under the FA program, there are different types, just like you're saying, of uh, public-private partnership. And all those things that you read out is what we want. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. However, wait for me a second. Yeah, However, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you. I know you. We're fun, good. Yeah. A fundamental difference 
in in what we get in where what we would be negotiating or, or getting into is the segment of the financial part and relationship okay so when i say financing it goes to different uh um aspect of the relationship for example puerto rico financing portion was designed so that puerto rico central government because they were virtually bankrupt their government entered was a part of that petri mm -hmm. their government was a part because they took from the relationship more than a bit more than a half a billion dollars out of the financing aspect to operate their government. No, 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 this, no, no, hold on there, hold on there. I, I just want, I want, you, you use the term abundantly clear, right? I want to make it abundantly clear as well that I'm not comparing um, how the, the, the managerial structure of Puerto Rico as a whole to that of the Virgin Islands. I have bragged here on this program and talking with with, with um, um, the members at the table talk what we have on Monday, your former colleagues, Ronnie Russell, Doug Skoll, and, and Rocky Leibold, that that our forefathers and mothers did us a tremendous favor. The way they structured uh, the government when we were evolving and in our infancy, right? By not allowing us to have the kind of flexibility that Puerto Rico has, which has led them to their financial position, unlike ours where we do a lot of set-asides, um, um, in particular with grocery seats and the cover-over, that allow for us to not be in the promessa-type situation that they're in. So I, I want to make that clear as well, that I'm not comparing us to Puerto Rico because I believe we are better off, even though we can't compare them because they're 40 times bigger than we are. Um, from, a, from a structural standpoint, when it comes to management and management of revenues, our situation is more secure than theirs. I want to make that clear. And I think you'd agree, having been, a, having been an executive director and a senator for 10 years. Yeah, I don't have no objection, but let me, okay, let me just make this other point. Then. Yeah. And you're clear, and I, I understand that. Yeah. So let, let's say the Port Authority. The oh, Port hold on one second, one second, Kathy. The conversation, normally when the conversation will be great like this, the break that come up on you quick. So we're going to take this final break, and when we come back, we pick up the discussion right there. You mentioned, you mentioned in the half a billion dollars. Of, out of what Puerto Rico had to do for operational um, purposes. We got Carlton Dow joining us. Great discussion with respect to P3, uh, the model that they're going to use for uh, upgrades at our respective airports and uh, where the Port Authority is concerned. Be back right after this. USVI Caribbean Music Festival on St. Croix officially launches on Friday, February 17th. This is a free community event presented by the U.S. Virgin Islands Department of Tourism, curated by the United Jazz Foundation in collaboration with Jazz at Lincoln Center, and sponsored by the VI Lottery. The event runs from 6.30 to 11.30 p.m. along the waterfront promenade in Fredericksted and features Grammy Award-winning jazz vocalists Diane Reeves, Marsvin Davids, Caribbean Players of St. Croix, and Calvin Johnson and native son of New Orleans. For more information, CaribbeanMusicHeritage.org or 646-725-3353.
During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. And we're back here and analyze this great discussion with the executive director of the um, Virgin Islands Port Authority, former senator, um, Mr. Carlton Aiteldo, out of the rack. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Um, yeah. Now, during the break, during the break, I, I pulled up the the, the um, Port Authority uh, press release, and for those who are viewing, um, those who are viewing us on the podcast, uh, uh, live, I should say, uh, on Facebook and listening. Uh, on the radio or via your um, cell phone devices, um, you could you could uh, read the press release dated December 29, 2002, where the Virgin Islands Port Authority uh, releases airport's P3 project RFQ at the joint press conference with Governor Albert Bryan Jr. And at this uh, uh, press conference, um, they laid out everything. Everything is listed here. And um, it, 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 in, in addition to timelines that, uh, that that were put in place um, by the Port Authority. Um, December 28th, uh, Virgin Port Authority issues a request for qualifications. Um, January 12th, 2023, deadline to respond to the invitation to the industry forum. Um, that, that deadline was meet, um, Director Dow? Uh, yes. And then on February 1st, there was an industry forum and airport tours for St. Thomas. The same thing for St. Croix on February 2nd. Those were met as well? Yes. And then um, come March 16th, there's a statement of qualifications due date. Um, how is that looking with a month ago? Because today is the 17th of February. Everything looks yeah, like it's going to We have some other dates that uh, in February that we would meet. And I could tell you that all deadlines thus far has been met. Have been met. Okay, good. Expect, um, along with our, let me make it uh, clear to that. We are working in conjunction with a whole host of professional uh, people that are not novice to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We have um, we have consultants that are helping us through this, both both financial, legal, and otherwise. So it's not just we're going it alone and so forth. We put a team of uh, experts that we determine in the field to That's help good. us through this. And then, and then in April, uh, you got a board meeting, and the Virgin Islands Port Authority Board selects a short list, shortlisted respondents, no more than four firms. And then in May, you will issue a request for proposal. And then December, um, later on this year, 
Port Authority will issue a recommendation of a preferred proposal, and then January twenty, and then January of next year, the board will select the preferred proposal. So proposal. So so you got a good a good outline here, uh, um, in terms of a timeline, I should say, uh, in in terms of when you want certain aspects of this um, project uh, actually to be met. So this this is good. I like this. Yeah, so we, we um, expect so far, like I said, we have hit every marker that you see in there. Mm -hmm. We expect to hit them unless something major or drastic happens. And because by, by early next year, we want to know who, who we are working with and so that the real negotiations can start in terms of our projects. One of the things I no, want but, to but, but, no, no, Don't forget now, let me, let me close off and, and you, are, you are referencing the half a billion dollars that Puerto Rico... Um, okay. was was dealing with so let me, I don't want the public to think we're leaving that hanging okay uh, so so, 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 let, so let's in, knock in, that out in, um, in, in Puerto Rico instance again with their, with, with, with their P3 doing, with their P3 project you're talking about yeah, yeah. under their financial situation mm -hmm. uh, was um, starkly different we are doing this primarily to modernize our airports mm -hmm. so a different aspect to this project if we were doing it or we wanted to get money out to do something else, do some other project. So that's a different model that's looked upon by the FAA and how these P3 are arranged. So they too would have had to go to the FAA and get authorization. So in terms of the, the um, you know, internally and nationally, when we do these things, it depends on which program you find yourself under, whether you're trying to get money out to do something contrary to the airport or versus doing something for the airport. So which means your financial arrangement uh, um, is different in terms of uh, that aspect of of the puzzle or the pie with the uh, public-private partnership. It's a uh, and completely then, and, different and, 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 thing. And Taking money out versus you just modernizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and also in this press release, I see the estimated cost is over $100 million for each terminal. That's, still, we, that's accurate? In excess of that. Yeah, that's, that's what I said, estimated to cost over right. $100 million for each terminal, he said. Correct. And, 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 they, were, and they said, uh, you were quoted, the world is now waiting on the U.S. Virgin Islands. The time to act is now. And by the way, your former colleague, uh, Doc Scold, said, uh, get it done now. So, you know what I'm saying? That's the name that you are. Uh, you know you, know, you you have you have you, the Monica that, that that has been attached to you over the years. I, I go get her. You know what I'm saying. So so that's a good that thing. No no no. Let me let, let me ask this question though. Sorry. Right, the airport used to name an airport and Sinclair used to name the Alexander Hamilton Airport before we changed it back in 1993, which um, I have no problem with because Henry Rolston was a great Virgin Islander and a Tuskegee, right? Uh, right. uh pilot so so the the recognition there obviously uh he will never be as globally popular as alexander hamilton for obvious reasons right but sometimes it isn't always about who's the most popular right let me ask this question is there somewhere down at the airport some section because you know that people do that now right where we could name something we could rename something after alexander hamilton for obvious reasons I mean, yeah, that's a discussion we have had, you know, from time to time. We want to, have we modernized this, this airport? We mm -hmm. want to have certain galleries. The world should know that Harris Clark um, was a great Virgin that's Islander, right. played for the New York Yankees. Tim Duncan. And on and on. 
Tim so Duncan, Tim Duncan, Milt Newton, and St. Thomas. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Yeah. So we should have an area designated. You should be able to probably put on a headset at the airport and have a little, a quick walk into it. It's three hours. You have to be there. So these are some of the things we would hope that we that we can do in the future. But is no make no mistake. Our facilities have to be upgraded. Neville, I don't want the time run out on us. So I know I could always come back. But hey, it's two things, two items I, 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 I want. Do my favor, do my favor. So re repeat what you just said so the public will hear what you just said because it's 100%. I, said, I don't it, it, want the time. No, 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 no. no. The last thing you said, like, I want the public to know that that's 100% accurate. You know that you could always what? I could always come back. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You got a kind of you got you got a kind of door here. But go right ahead. Yeah. We got about seven well, seven eight more minutes. Yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing, though. You asked earlier. We had a discussion earlier about like the airport and the finances. Mm -hmm. And I like to tell this entire public. Carlton Dawey, no man, unto himself. Mm -hmm. I have over three hundred employees that I depend on. I have no issues and insecurities. I like to work with folks. And I had two strong women working for me. I have one of them up to now, which is Ava Penn and Dana Fred Gregory with the CFO. And when we make when we make sometimes tough and hard decisions, but but um, you you it, it works itself out in the in the long run. The King both airports, we had them insured and we have we brought on insurance advisors and consultants. They told us for the assets you guys have at the airport, at the port, you need to increase your insurance. This is prior to hurricane, mind you. So we went ahead and said for about close to $300,000, we could increase our insurance by a few million well, you know. So we go back to the board. I tell them, I think this makes sense. We need to do this. So we increased our insurance at both airports. So for, we had the port authority when the hurricanes hit. We had the same among the insurance that the government had for the, all their properties. Yes. So we, so we, uh, it was a good decision made by our staff. No, 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 stop right there. Congratulations to those who, who did their due diligence and made this suggestion and, and they got board approval. So we want to let the public know that you deserve kudos for exercising foresight and vision. Not not wrong with us giving our own our uh, our flowers when we do good or not. That's the problem we got here in the Virgin Islands. So I want the public. I remember I was a, I, I I was a majority leader at the time, and when we found out in 2017 when um, insurance monies were available, I think it was 60 million dollars each way for um, because we got hit by two storms. This is for right. the government now. For the government, the Port Authority IO was set. IO had an excellent you know insurance um, arrangement. Proposal yeah. and and I deserve to get credit for that. So take a bow. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. No, no. I just want because no, no. I, I want the public to know because remember I was there. I was there. And I, I want the public to know that 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 well, when we found out that that he had no sharing, we had to share, so to speak, uh, what was for the central government with the Port Authority because I had an excellent policy in place. I mean, yeah. you know, that was the trust me. We exhaled. And, and here's another here's another thing that um, and and that bit so that people could kind of recognize what we're doing. I think we are we are um, trailblazers in as much as um, our governing body and the legislature because working with them we we able to enter into a, a, a arrangement now that no other government um, per se um, have, which is what we were able to do going to the legislature, dealing with our board, they say, look, when we look at and review with our professional um, insurance uh, consultants, 
when we look at our vehicles, when we look at the buoys, the buoy marking, when we look at our pilot boat and these things, what we learned quickly, Neville, for umpteen years or 15 years, when we look at what we had to pay out for damages or liability under those aspects. So we were paying over, I think it's close to uh, more than uh, $2 million or somewhere along, no, probably over a million dollars, I believe it was, um, in, 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 in insuring those assets. And our payout over 15 years up to now had not been a half a million dollars. So every year we pay more than a million dollars to insure, as an example, certain assets of the port. But when you look at your payout over the same time. So what we were able to get recently, the legislature um, to do is allow us and some uh, some of our assets that's not um, so critical in the sense that when we look at our payout, we now able to self-insure. It don't mean that, so in other, in, in other words, we're not paying our money out to some broker or, or insurance company. We now are able to take and we set a, a, a number and I just throw in out the number. For example, we're able to now set aside $400,000 into a, a, a local bank and continue to keep that in an escrow account in the event we have to make a payment, let's say against our pilot boat for some liability reason or a buoy get damaged. But when we look at it, umpteen years now, we're paying out money and we're, um, the, the liability uh, claim that I file against those assets is very, very, very minimum. So we took uh, an internal policy supported by the legislature, we're now able to secure those assets and thus trying to build some kind of repair and replacement fund using that mechanism instead of giving close to a million dollars every year to an insurance company with no real return. So, so is this something not necessarily the same, but similar to captive insurance that was suggested back in the day when we were... Uh, it, 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 it is similar because you're paying out based on what your exposure you is. And we're able to do it ourselves okay. right? rather than having, you know, paying some other company. Mm -hmm. And the last thing, and then I'll leave you and any questions. Or no, no, because, because we, we're coming right up on the time. So look at your time it perfectly. So go right ahead. I get to. So the Port Authority also enter into what we call a public-private partnership in St. Thomas with a company called Standard Aviation. We now boast the biggest freestanding hangar in the Eastern Caribbean. That's where who is who flying on a private jet and go right into a hangar. Bulky does build a nice facility as well. But under the arrangement, where that new private, uh, where that new hangar is in St. Thomas, that used to be our old maintenance dilapidated mm -hmm. building. Mm -hmm. It just drizzle now with flooding. What we were able to do is put out a request for proposal. Again, the staff and I, we go to the board, and we were able to say, if anybody willing to build a new hangar in this place and then relocate our maintenance building free of charge to the Port Authority, it must be turnkey, we're willing to enter into a relationship. They, so we had a, um, a company came forward. They built a brand new hangar. The Port Authority still getting landing fees, still getting rent from them. All we did instead of you have 10 years, we, and as an example, you have 20 years to make your money back and so forth. But guess what? In return, the Port Authority got a brand new building on the bond field now that we named the Babucana building. That is now our maintenance building. We didn't spend a dime to build that. We walked into a brand new building. So, I, I again, that's another example of, of how a public-private partnership can work. 
and in this instance have worked out to the benefit of the Port Authority so, so instead of so, us so having that to find that, that arrangement close, to, that arrangement. close to a million dollars to build a maintenance building. So that, that arrangement there is, a, is, 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 as we just said colloquially, that's a sweet bread uh, relationship so, we get again. For, for all of us. Okay, that's good. Um, Executive that's Director Dow. by the way, that's looking to build this new hotel in St. Thomas. Okay, that's good. That's what I'm talking about. Executive Director Dow, great conversation. You yourself mentioned that you could always come back, and I want the public to know that that was an accurate statement by the Executive <laughs> Director this morning. Great, great discussion. We will work on your return engagement, and I gonna, you're not going to do my homework with the P3 uh, thing and all Fine. that stuff, because you know I like to do that. That's my thing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, first of all, congratulations to the Port Authority, right? And you and your leadership team and all that. Um, and, and, and secondly, you know, we didn't get into to what's taking place as it relates to passenger travel and all that because we were talking capital projects today. But on your return engagement, which can be sooner rather than later, I want to talk about traffic and all that good stuff. Is that okay with you, sir? No, Pop, that's fine with me. All I'll tell you as I close out, St. Yeah. Croix is booming on the cruise ship side. Mm -hmm. We've never seen two cruise ships in the harbor in ages in St. Croix. Yeah. We've seen a lot of that, but we'll explore that when we come back next week. Thank you very much, oh, Executive Director. Thank you very much, Executive Director Carlton Eitel Dow from the Virgin Islands Port Authority. Thanks for joining me this morning, sir. Thank you, my colleague. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, sir. Enjoy the weekend, okay? Happy President's Day weekend, all right? Same to you and enjoy the fair. You got it. Thank you, sir. We'll take a break and be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. The Forum, a nonprofit organization since 1996, is proud to present Florida Tuluachi, Latin Grammy winners, first and only all-women mariachi group in New York City. Saturday, February 18th, 8 p.m. at the Prior Jolic Hall on Antilles campus. This female ensemble weaves an arsenal of jazz, classical, salsa, cumbia, rock, country, and hip-hop to produce an edgy take on traditional Mexican music. The courtyard opens at 7 p.m. with fair from Amalia Cafe. For more information, 646- 725-3353 forumusvi at gmail.com or theforumusvi.org.